Welcome to the Wake Up and Live show. It is your host, Chantel Simone, and it's such a pleasure to be here today. I am so happy and very excited for today's topic and today's conversation. You guys are in for a treat. If it's the first time that you're watching the Wake Up and Live show, welcome. We stand for three key things here, purpose, my mastery, and truth. So expect the unexpected. Expect to be shifted. Expect to hear the thing that you need right now at this very moment to take your life to that next stage and that next level to be the best version of you. We have very special guests here today, and I am very, very, very excited because today is a beautiful day because we decided it will be. And we will learn how we can declare and how we can make the world works for us instead of us working for the world. Are you in? Awesome. Take a moment to share right now. Click that share button and be a blessing to somebody because you never know who needs to hear this message. So click that share button as I welcome our co-host of this season three of the Wake Up and Live show, Mr. Lester Bailey. Hello, everyone. And I'm so glad that you're here. Hello, Chantel. This is another yeah. wonderful day. You know, we're going to have such a good time today. We've been enjoying having this live show, giving you the power of perspective. Every one of us has a perspective on certain things, and we're ready to see what you're thinking. So please take the time out. You know, comment. Let us know what you're thinking. Let's see where we can go. This is going to be such a fun, fun show, and I'm glad that you're joining us. So sit back in your chairs, get your cup of coffee, and let's take some notes and talk to the world. This is our, this is us living on purpose. Amen to that. I love it. I love it. Well, Lester, this is our season three. Wow, yes. wow, 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 wow. Season three, it's the power of perspective. So this season is dedicated to you. If you, you have a voice, your voice matters. There's so many different topics that we debate about in our homes, at coffee shops, in organizations, at work, all these side conversations. Let's bring them on air and get perspectives of what other people are thinking. Our goal is really to bridge the gap between, between thoughts. Now, it's not necessarily to agree, but at least understand. So let's bring out our very special guests today who have such powerful perspectives and experiences that they're going to bring to you today on the show. Our first guest, she is such a blessing to humanity, such a beautiful, beautiful soul inside and out. And if you've met her, you know exactly what I'm talking about. She is all about organization, cleanliness, and she is all about truly helping and serving people. And I'm so excited for the great things that we're working together on. Please help me welcome Ms. Jacelle Murphy to the show. Thank you so much. Oh, that was so sweet, Chantel. Thank you for having me. This is such an honor. Oh, it's my pleasure, girl. It is my pleasure. Because you know what? We are going to unpack today's topic, what prayer means to you. Mm -hmm. So we're excited. Before we bring out our other guests, why don't you share three key things about yourself to give our viewers a taste of Ms. Jacelle Murphy? Well, I think you hit one of them with a hammer right on the head of that nail. I just love, I love, I love, 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 love. You know, I, I, I see, I've learned to see the best in people. I'm mm -hmm. somewhat of an optimist, you know, um, I am, oh, I'm driven. I am so determined. 
You know, I am, I, I feel like, you know, the sky's the limit, but not really. <laughs> Anything you set your mind to can be achieved uh, given time and, and effort. Uh, and uh, lastly, who um, oh, I'm pray for, prayerful, constantly, constantly in a state of prayer and gratitude and just, uh, just so happy to be here. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, I'm excited. We get to unpack that and deep dive into what that looks like for some people who may not know or or so I'm excited about that. Amazing. And we're so blessed to have you here. Thank you. My pleasure. Our next guest. Now, he is he is a man of God. He is just a force to be reckoned with a beautiful person inside out, really wants to just help people and bless people in the ways that he knows that's very powerful and knows that it's possible. So I'm very excited to bring out Mr. Daniel Bruce Kelly. Welcome to the show. Oh, I double clicked. Oh, I'm there we Thank go. You. There we go. We it. Thank oh, you guys for having me. It's an honor. Oh, it's it's amazing. It's right back at you, my friend. Very happy to have you here and uh, to share your perspective. So, Daniel, before we jump into today's topic, why don't you share three key things about yourself? Uh, so three things that represent me, I would say, uh, courageous, kind, and dynamic. Um, yeah, courageous kind of dynamic to sum, sum up myself. I love it. I love it. Very great words. Courageous kind and dynamic. Dangerous uh, combination. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So perfect. Well, let's jump into today's conversation. Our topic is what prayer can mean to you. Because I find that in these times, you know, the, the power perspective is really given all the current affairs that's going on with Black Lives Matter, coronavirus, starting businesses, making money, you know, all these things people are talking about. And oftentimes when we find ourselves in a state of crisis, a lot of people just start to turn to things that they never turn to. Whether it be, you know, your traditional business and you start an online business and now you're learning that. Well, the same goes through people's faith. A lot, of people, a lot of people are turning more to prayer and saying, God, please help me. God, protect me. You know, we may have loved ones in the hospitals that we want to pray for that they don't. Uh, maybe they got tested positive for coronavirus and we want to pray that they, they survive. So prayer is something, even, even Trump, the president of the United States, declared a day of prayer. And yeah. so let's unpack this a little bit more. We hear about it. I'm sure by now you've heard about the least the word prayer. What can you tell me? Let's start with Jacell. Can you tell me what does prayer mean to you? Well, uh, plain and simple, it's a relationship, right? It's it's our relationship with God. It's our direct connection. It's our it's our way. It means that we communicate with Him, right? We don't have to have words to pray. We have a feeling in our heart. We have a thought in our mind. And that in and of itself is the seed of the prayer. Um, so that's that's really what prayer means to me. It's it's a, it's a form of communication, and it's an intention that we set, um, not just you know for our relationship with God, but for our relationship with others in the world. I love it. I love it. Yeah, relationship is key. You know, a lot of people when they think prayer, they go to religion. They say, oh well, I'm not religious. 
you know, well, well, a lot of a lot of people are moving away from religion and moving into relationships. So that's such a key word they sell. I love that. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. What's your perspective on prayer? What does prayer mean to you? So it's just that, you know, like a, a relationship. But to go further, uh, an acronym that I use is picture, revelation, anointing, yielding, evidence revealed. So prayer, picture, I love revelation, it. anointing, yielding, evidence revealed. Uh, so awesome. We're going to get that on, on screen for everybody so you can write that down because that is uh, those are some beautiful words right there. So tell us more. So when we pray, uh, we should have a picture. Um, I grew up, uh, my, my mother grew up in a Catholic and uh, they would say their stereotypical prayers, you know, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Uh, but there was never any picture that came to them in their prayer. Uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that when we pray, we should have a picture because it shows that we're actually talking to somebody. You know, we're having a conversation. You know, just like we're engaging with those on this live feed, you know, um, and I'm sure there's people commenting and different things like that. You know, it's the same with our relationship with God. You know, uh, many times when it comes to prayer, most people have a one sided relationship, you know, yeah. and we all know a one sided relationship. That's not that's not going to last, you know. Wow. Uh, so, so picture that's key. You know, it's like when we when we connect our, our phone uh, uh, our charger to the outlet, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we have to make sure we're connected or we're going to lose our juice. You know, our phone is not, is not going to work properly. We're not going to be able to, to look at our apps and, and do the things that we like to do on our phones. If, if that connection is not strong enough. So mm -hmm. P picture, you know, uh, uh, for most people historically, you know, uh, many people have had dreams and visions, uh, it's always been a thing in every uh, civilization, uh, you know, you name it. I mean, it's God has always dealt with people in dreams and visions, um, but oftentimes we can get distracted. You know, yeah. uh, oftentimes we can we can forget the picture that that God gave to us. I love that. I love before we deep dive into the, the whole process there, if you were to just kind of sum it up and maybe in, even in one word, like maybe relationship or something, what would someone say, well, Daniel, based on your own prayer life, what does prayer mean to you? Like how important is it? What What's the first thing that, that you connect with when you hear the word prayer? Intimacy. 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 Amazing. I love mm -hmm. it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, if prayer is intimacy, prayer is relationship, what, what, what way, let's start off with what are the benefits? What have you guys really experienced as a result of prayer? Because there's some people that really love praying. They pray all the time. There's some people like, I don't do that stuff. And there's a whole bunch of people in between. And oftentimes I find, even just in conversations that, a lot of people, they, they pray, but they may not really see the benefit or the, 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 the outcome of it. So they kind of, the prayer almost turns into wishful thinking, hoping, and like Danny meant one-sided. So can you guys share an experience of prayer to give us an example of the outcome that you receive from it? Who wants to go first? Who's ready? Daniel, do you want to take this one? Oh, absolutely. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take this one. Thank you. Um, so uh, 
an example of, of prayer was one time me and some friends we we were blessed uh, to go to Las Vegas. We we somebody blessed us with a free trip uh, to base to Vegas, um, and we were just, we were doing the fun things, you know, uh, just the roller coasters and stuff like that. Uh, and we went to Treasure Island. True story. We went to Treasure Island uh, Hotel, and we noticed that there was this young kid, and he had a broken femur. He well, he had a uh, he had crutches, and uh, he looked very disappointed he looked uh, sad so me and my friend uh decided to you know talk to him you know to see what what happened so mm -hmm. he opened up to us and he said you know uh, i've i'm in a lot of pain right now i have a broken femur and i'm waiting for my family to get it done shopping right mm -hmm. uh so then we asked him hey would you mind if we prayed for you you know if, would you mind if we prayed that that god would heal your femur your broken femur and he had never had anyone pray for him like that. I mean, it was he was a very young kid. And he said, sure, that that sounds good. Uh, so we prayed for him and God healed his femur uh, supernaturally. You know, so we, you know, we prayed that God would heal his femur. And then I, I told him, you know, now get up and walk without the crutches. So he got up, he walked. And this dude looked like he saw a ghost, you know, <laughs> with the Holy Ghost, you know. Nice. So, you know, then we sat him back down and I said, brother, are you sure there's no pain? He's like, yeah, there's, there's no pain. I said, okay, brother, you know, one other thing that we're going to do, we're going to pray that God fix your posture because mm -hmm. oftentimes if you break a leg or some, a bone, uh, something like that, you know, you, you can compensate on one side of the body. And oftentimes one side of the body can actually get longer. Like the, uh, his leg had actually got longer than the other leg as he was compensating on the crutches. Uh, so uh, we picked up his legs and I, and I told him, we recorded it, it's, um, it's on our Facebook page, but uh, we said, I told him, hey brother, are you sure there's no pain? Because I'm gonna pick up your legs right now. You know? And he's like, yeah, there's, there's no pain. I said, okay. I, so I told him, I said, do you see how this leg is longer than the other leg? Well, we're gonna command the left leg to grow out to be even with the other leg in Jesus name. And we commanded, we said, leg grow out. We said, we commanded the leg to grow out in, in prayer. This is all, in, this is all in prayer, right? Mm. And right before his eyes and right before our eyes, it, it started growing out. Mm. I said, okay, now, now, now get up and walk. Mm. And this man had perfect posture, perfect posture. Mm. And I, I told him, I said, hey, brother, I, I know this is a new experience for you. Um, but I want to give you my card, you know, anytime you would like to connect for prayer, uh, just let me know, um, you know, have such an amazing day, you know, here in Vegas. <laughs> in <Yeah>. Treasure Island. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that, I mean, that may or may not happen every day to some folks, but that is such a huge testament to the power because, you know, what, what Daniel, before we get another perspective of what prayer can do, cause this is, this is something that um, people see on TV, maybe. This is something people think of that it may happen. This is something people see, but they don't believe. And this is some people, they just know that this happened and it's possible. So everybody is gonna come from a different perspective. So what would you say is the, the, the is it the power? Is it, is it how, like, can, can we all do that? Is it just because maybe, maybe you're more spiritual than some? 
how is it that that's actually possible? What's really going on? Yes. Uh, so there, there's power uh, behind it. So uh, one thing about me is I've spent so much time in prayer that it's kind of almost been like my, uh, uh, like what a basketball player, uh, his jump shot, you know, just like a basketball player works on his jump shot, you know, every single day and trains every single day. That's how I've treated my prayer, you know, my prayer life. Um, I, 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 uh, sounds funny, but you can call me the, the Steph Curry of prayer, you know, (laughs) I love that. Uh, so, uh, it is a muscle. It's a muscle that I have worked out for years, um, praying as, as well as fasting. And in the beginning, I was not able to do what I just shared with you all. You know, in the beginning, it was very much so like I was talking to a brick wall. You know, I'm going to be quite, quite frank with you. You know, yeah. um, I said, God, are you really there? You know, uh, and then. I would look at other people that knew how to pray and then I would try to copy them, Yeah. but just kept doing it. I kept doing it and I put myself in a spiritual environment and it got to a place of, it became secondhand nature for me, you know? And even one time I, I spent close to 20 something hours in prayer, just straight. Just no, hold on, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold a second. Because <laughs> I know when we pray, and that there's some people that pray before their meals, say, God, thank you for this meal in Jesus' name, amen, and they eat. Like, people are used to, like, a maybe even a 10-second prayer. So you spent 26 hours in prayer straight. Exactly. And was that all speaking? Like, were you speaking and receiving? What was that like before we move and get another perspective of prayer? Yeah, so it was uh, speaking and receiving. Uh, so... Um, I would keep a journal, uh, you know, next to me. And I would even have to say for those that are learning how to um, pray and are in the beginning stages of learning how to pray, keep a journal by you um, because you will get some pictures and you can write down those pictures and have a better conversation with God as those pictures come to you. Um, So it was very much so me speaking and then receiving. at that point, I had really, it sounds funny, but I got addicted to hearing his voice, <laughs> you know. You know what? I want to circle back on that because a lot of people, like we, like you mentioned, brick wall or, or one-sided prayer. Um, and that's the reality because I've been through that. I understand that. So I really want to unpack that journey. And I love what you said because in life, everything is like flexing a muscle. When you first drove a car, you know, you didn't go out and you were like cruising on the highway and you didn't have to think it was totally unconscious. You had to think about putting on the indicator and, and doing, you know, your hands in the right spot, etc. So just like anything in life, things can be developed is what I'm hearing. And that's what I took away from that conversation. And you've been doing it for a while and developed that muscle to the point where there's so much power that you can actually see miracles right before your eyes or see the, the results immediately what it sounds like yeah exactly exactly awesome awesome. well everybody has a different perspective and a different relationship with prayer and i know we've all grow up in different maybe religions or different organizations or maybe none whatsoever so jacel why don't you share a little bit about how you kind of like your integration to prayer and what that meant to you because you also have a very empowering story yeah jacel 
Looks like she may be frozen for a moment. Oh, she was so. It, that's how good it is. Put there you go. Let's pray she unfreeze. Am I unfrozen? Yes, you are back <laughs> with us. I was like, look at her. She's just like pop. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your experience. Yes. So my first experience with prayer uh, stems from my grandmother. Oh, oh, I love my grandmother so much. Mm. Oh, I love her so much. Oh, but so we lived in downtown city of Toronto, like right downtown in the core near um, an institution called City TV. So, you know, right where the tourists would come in and so forth and so on. And uh, she would come to visit us weekly. And she would always say, my parking spot is available. And any time that woman came to visit us, she had parking, there were two parking spots out in front of our building. And she had one of those spots each and every time. Mm. I to her, like, Grandma, like, what is this? How do you always get what you want? And she said, because the Lord has prepared my table. My table is prepared. I just got to get there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, okay. And so, you know, from she was the one who introduced me to The Secret. You know, she introduced me to Eckhart Tolle. She introduced me to Iyanla Van Zandt, you know. And so my grandmother has always been uh, this woman who kind of was able to see things and had this... Um, see things through a different lens, but also had a very strong faith and belief that uh, no matter what her desire was, whether it be, you know, self-centered desire or an other-centered desire, uh, it would always come to pass. And so from a young child, I just, I studied her and then I studied everything she laid in my hands. And uh, I'll share one story with you where I, I shared this power with my children, the power of prayer with my children. Um, we, we were at the time living in social housing and uh, we were living in a two bedroom apartment. And so it was my two children who were about six years apart and they were sharing a room and I was hoping to have them in their separate rooms. And so I put in for a transfer for a unit that was just downstairs. Right, so we were living on the 10th floor and the unit was on the ground level of the building. And uh, I went into the office and the woman said to me, she was like, well, you know, there's 15 people ahead of you, I doubt you're gonna get this place. And I said, to her, listen, take my name off of every other list. This is mine, this is ours, this is where we're going. She was just like, Giselle, you can't do that. You're, you're gonna get bumped off the list. You just, people don't do that. <laughs> I said, well, this is what we're doing. And so every day after picking up the children from school, instead of walking to the front of the building, we would walk around the back to the unit, to the, to the unit downstairs. And uh, it was maybe about two to three weeks in and the children were just like, mom, what are we doing? Like, why do you keep bringing us back here? And it's like, well, we're walking home. And so trying to keep them walking in faith and keep myself walking in faith. And I could imagine, you know, us coming in and the children dropping their bags at the door and me having to tell them, pick up your bags and hang them up. And then, you know, telling, ushering them upstairs to go. And so I had this entire vision from start to end of what our lives would be like living inside of that space. And I tried to encourage them to do the same and to hold fast to that vision. And would you believe the very next week, so now we're about three weeks in, uh, the uh, worker called and she said, I cannot believe it. I don't know how this happened. She said, you had a prime location and every single one of those people before you said, no, it is yours. And I said, well, 
And she was like, I just, I don't understand it. And she, she was like, are you, are you not surprised? And I, I really, at that time, I wasn't surprised because it was mm -hmm. a time. Wow. Wow. That, uh, Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's, that's really, you know, I find that when you get so convicted and so confident in the answer that, you know, we're coming from the personal development field with, you know, the Les Browns and the Tony Robbins. And, and we always talk about the power of your mind. Obviously, I'm a mindologist and I know the power of our mind. Mm -hmm. And so just to be able for you to to just know that that's something that you want and that's something that you, you prayed about and then you got it. It's it's. It's really something that now, what do you think? Do you think that there is an overlap with prayer and all and, and positive thinking and, 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 and receiving it? Do you think, is it the same thing? Is it something different? What's your perspective on that from your stories? I, well, positive, positive thinking and, you know, kind of the positive mindset, I think is separate from prayer in, in some ways, right? Not entirely separate, but it is, I think it's, I mean, like I said, prayer for me is a, is a communication. It's a relationship. Yeah. And so when we're when we're having positive thoughts, yes, we are, those are those are thoughts that we're sharing with ourselves. And yes, they are going out into the ethers and the ethers are absorbing them. And when I say the ethers, I mean everyone is absorbing our thoughts. And so you know how we feel about ourselves and what we think about ourselves, others will pick that up as well, you know, and they'll treat us accordingly. Mm. And I guess by with all intents, that in and itself is a is a type of prayer for sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. Then I would say yes, but you know, when it comes, when it, if I was to go back to my example of this, this home that we, there was more to it. You know, the way I came about, way, the way I came upon this house was just by accident. You know, it was like I was, I was led there, and I was made aware that this was available, and that to me spoke to my heart, and and really kind of instructed me that this was for me. I love it. That's so I mean, it's a, there's a little bit more to it. But yeah, I do believe that. I guess, yeah, I would say then, yes, prayer and positive thinking and how we think and what we put out there is is prayer. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, well, then why don't you guys share, um, when is it the right time mm. to pray? Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in prayer. <laughs> All the time. Now, and I say this because we 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 often say that, but I find that I don't know what the statistics are, but there may be folks out there that pray when they only need a need. Mm -hmm. You're not in need. What's the prayer? So what is it like? So can you give us a perspective of, you know, the timing of prayer and, and, and what's what's usually your topic? If we're praying all the time, I mean, that like just logistically speaking, you know, we can, we're not praying right now. So how, how do we, and it's true. We, it's a, it's, it's a constant communication with God. So what light can you share? What's your perspective on when you pray um, and what you're praying about? Not the topic, but like uh, not the details, but the topic. So Daniel, can you give your perspective on the timing of prayer? Absolutely. Um, uh, well, just kind of like everyone said, at any time, um, you know, and it shouldn't just be when we need something, right? Um, now, the things that we pray about when we don't necessarily need something, uh, it's acknowledging the creator, acknowledging God, you know, uh, uh, thanking him, you know, appreciating him. Um, you know, I, I know, at least in the Bible, it talks about, 
you know, uh, to enter into his court with thanksgiving mm -hmm. and enter into his gate with praises. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I know there's a protocol to meeting any to any meeting anyone of influence, right? There's a protocol you have to go through to meet the uh, the Queen of England. There's a protocol that you have to go through to mm -hmm. to meet, uh, let's say, Obama or Donald Trump, you know. And it's similar with God, but it's with God. He's he's a lot more laid back, you know. <laughs> you know, God says, "Come as you are," mm -hmm. you know, brokenness and all. Um, so it's. Uh, Definitely. Um, can you? I'm sorry. Can you expand uh, a little bit more on, on that question? Yeah, and you know what? There's something else. And so, really, the thing was praying when you need. But you know what really came up is what if you don't believe in God? Can you still pray? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've, I have. I have a good. I have a good friend. Uh, thank you so much for bringing this up. I have a good friend. He was an uh, atheist, um, and I, I tell people you can challenge him. You know, that's you can challenge God if, if you are unsure if, if God is real, you know, like, hey, why should I pray? I've met people that have actually challenged him and have said, hey, God, if, if you're real, uh, bless this person. Wow. Hey, God, if you're real, do you know um, now it, it varies on each person, you know, uh, sometimes you, you might get results right away. Sometimes, it you know, it takes time takes a process, mm -hmm. uh, but God, there's always those moments where he will reveal himself to us. Um, you know, I've, I've had friends, I grew growing up, I had a lot of atheist friends, uh, a lot of atheists as well as Buddhist friends, uh, you know, people from all sorts of walks of life, mm -hmm. uh, but they always reached those crossroads in their life where um, they, they, they challenged him. You know, they reached that point and either they their their life became really challenging or just just something major happened for them where they were almost forced to say, God, are you there? Yeah. So there's always those moments that we will all encounter, you know, no matter what religion, culture, uh, viewpoint we grew up believing in. There's always those moments that we will all experience in life. It just it just depends on when when it happens. Okay. Wow. Challenge. How about yourself, Jaisal, on that? Have you have you ever challenged God, or or what? What if you? There's a time where you like didn't believe in God because you know sometimes people get mad. I've you know maybe some loved ones passed away, and some people get mad at God, and that's just a real talk, right? So have you ever heard, whether it be personally or through other friends, of anyone challenging God and really seeing the what the result of that is? Yeah, I think I think God has a very uh, funny sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. great sense of humor. If you're yeah. not specific and you ask for like a yellow pot, he might get you like a planter pot as opposed to some other kind of pot, you know, yeah. or something yeah. like that, right? Um, you ask for a Ferrari, he might send you a friend who has a Ferrari, but it's not your Ferrari kind of oh. thing. Um, my My late partner was agnostic. So he didn't believe in God, but he believed that there was something greater out there, but just couldn't mm -hmm. quite place it. And, you know, he read people like Nietzsche and he read um, Khalil Gibran and, you know, mm -hmm. so he read some great thinkers on like love and philosophy and that sort of thing. I, I, 
you know, we had a lot of conversations about what prayer was and what, you know, faith was. And, you know, I, I think that he had his own way of respecting the energy that provides life, you know, that, um, that heals, that can destroy. You know, he spent a lot of time in the garden. So he spent a lot of time with like plants that were decaying or having to prune plants that seemed quite healthy and with lots of life and he'd have to cut them down. And I remember watching him cut down these plants. I'd be like, oh my gosh, you're destroying the plant. But no. it, was a, it was a bigger vision, right? For the life of this to kind of push through stronger. And so um, we were able to kind of, I guess just see eye to eye in that regard. You know, he taught me a lot of, he taught me how to identify God outside of the traditional ways that we would identify God. You know, That's so powerful. Her. You sound like you might be losing me a little bit though. Are you? Can you hear oh. me now? Yeah. Is that really? a little bit better? Yeah. Okay. So it, it was, I, I'd have to say, you know, that was really my one and only experience, personal experience with someone who wasn't a faith walker. Um, mm -hmm. In his own right, he was. And so I, I do. I think that people can pray. I just we have a different we have a different way of calling it or naming it. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah. You know, I just wanted to, if you're tuning in, we are talking about what prayer can mean to you, what it what it is, what it isn't, and just my experiences around it because of the current time. So before we shift to making it applicable to Corona and Black Lives Matter and and maybe some prayer points for us. Um, from takeaway, I just wanted to tune in. We have a comment here. I, and by the way, there were some loves and, and thumbs up going on as you both were speaking. So so people are feeling your, your conversation. Awesome. Uh, Katrina says, I believe that we have a creator. I believe in my creator. We are all creators. I don't believe that you can pray and not believe in yourself. I believe that the Bible is a guide not the absolute truth. I believe that we have the spirit of discernment. We need to look for discernment in all things. We need to look for the spirit of discernment that we have been given. If something is not working for you, you better try a new way. This is my comment, please excuse me. This is, that's her comment. <laughs> so um, any thoughts on that? We're just to kind of paraphrase, uh, you know, we're all creators. She believes in the creator, um, doesn't believe that you can pray without being yourself and doesn't believe that the Bible is the absolute truth. So what, do you, what are your thoughts on that, guys? And thank you so much, Katrina. I think that's um, awesome. I'm so glad that you're able to share. What's your thoughts, uh, Tanya? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, thank you. Well, sister, uh, uh, thank you so much for sharing that comment. Um, uh, I would say this, that Oftentimes, uh, people don't know who they are, you know, um, and I say this in love, that we are always getting to know ourselves as the years go on. It's, it's a constant uh, evolution. It's a constant process of getting to know ourselves. Mm -hmm. But the thing here is we cannot know ourselves without knowing our creator, you know. So uh, if our level of relationship with the creator is um, at a certain stage, we will only know ourselves to a certain stage. Mm -hmm. you, know, it, you know, our our level of understanding of God can only be based off of how much 
time we've spent in praying and, and fasting. Um, to touch off of what you're saying about uh, the Bible, actually, um, I study the Chinese language. Um, so, Dada Hao, Wo Jiao, Daniel Bruce Kelly, Hang Gao Xing Ren Zhen Hang Gao Xing Ren Zhen So I said, hello everyone, my name is Daniel Bruce Kelly, very nice to meet you all. Wow. And actually, so most people know China as, um, as majority a Buddhist, Taoist uh, country, atheist country. Uh, I think the most, most atheists are in China. Um, so actually historically, most people think that it, you know, you always automatically think about Buddhism and Taoism most likely. But if you go back far enough, historically, uh, the first Chinese actually believed in a supreme deity uh, called uh, Shangti, which means supreme deity. So if you go back far enough in any culture, um, they usually believed in a God that had the same uh, likeness and attributes of what we call Jesus Christ. Mm. And that's key. Uh, so you, you have you can go to any any culture. You you go back far enough and look at the, their temples and and the, the things that they studied. Um, so in the Chinese language, actually, there's actually biblical stories that are actually told in the Chinese language, the Mandarin language. And the Chinese language is uh, like one of the oldest written languages in the world. Uh, and they, you know, if you if you research lie, which means to come, you know, like in the Bible, come follow me. It's literally every in the Chinese language and Japanese and, you know, a lot of Asian cultures, um, every every stroke has a meaning to it. You know, this stroke means lamb or this stroke means this. This stroke means this. You know, you could tell what the people believed in just the pictures that were in their words. You know, you can tell what the people believed, um, you know, even based off of their own written language. Yeah. So in this in the Chinese language, in lie, which means to come, you have a cross, you have a cross in the middle and you have a, a stroke, big person, yeah. little person and little person. So the ancient Chinese believed that to come had some sort of dealing with the concept of the resurrection. So Jesus Christ being on the cross and uh, the two robbers that were uh, with him as well. Uh, so it's it takes a lot of research and, I, and I'm telling you it, it's most people, and I say this in love, but most people do not uh, uh, really hunger and thirst after really the truth as much as they should. Um, it, it takes a lot of research. I'm telling you this from personal experience. Uh, it takes a lot of research. It takes, you know, and you, you can't necessarily go by based off, based off of everything that you see online. Um, it, it's, it, you have to diligently seek, seek him. And so, so going to her, her, her comment that it's, it's not the absolute truth. There's more, it's a, it's a, it's a truth. And there's a lot more behind it is, is essentially what you're you're saying sharing exactly exactly there's there's a lot lot more behind it you know most people believe that christianity is only two thousand years old but we know that you know the, the word has already always been in existence right See, the thing here is the bible is just it's a prophetic book you know the i know i there's a lot i want to share but i want to be considerate um mm -hmm. These, these words divinely inspired by God, uh, right? Uh, um, 
you know, written, you know, God gave to man to write. But you had prophetic people since the, the beginning of world uh, uh, of the foundation of the world. You had people, you know, you know, some, you know, some people may say like psychic abilities or whatever the case may be. I say prophecy um, that were able to spend a lot of time with the creator and write down the uh, whatever things God gave to them. Uh, so uh, this word has always been in, in existence, but most people have not studied far enough, st uh, have studied far enough to see that. I love it. Wealth of information. So essentially, yeah, there is a lot behind, uh, there's a lot more behind the Bible. I, I kind of looked at the Bible. Um, I usually have a, one, I call it the good, good book of wisdom. I usually have one in arms reach from wherever I am. But uh, when you look at the Bible, I look at it as it's almost like training wheels. Yeah. In a sense, it's it opens up the conversation, it opens you up, it opens up, to, there's so much more that's not written. That's where the relationship takes in. Before Lester, I want you to kind of chime in, chime in with the with prayer and what's going on in COVID and Black Lives Matter. If you have any questions for for our amazing guests, and just before we do that, I just want to see Jane Do you have anything to to kind of chime in on or add on to to Katrina's comment? Yeah, I wanted to. If you could just rephrase, what did she say about self esteem? Uh, self esteem. Well, she said that you can't. I believe that you can pray. Sorry, I don't believe that you can pray and not believe in yourself. Yeah. That part. I don't believe that you can pray and not believe in yourself. I think that I think that, that comes sometimes in time. You know, for those of us who are maybe out there who are, you know, going through it, just having a hard time, you know, maybe even believing that God is listening. You know, believing that you know there's going to be an end in sight to, to to kind of you know the feelings that we're feeling, and maybe not so much to the systemic circumstances, but certainly to the feelings. I would say that it's momentum. Sometimes you know it takes that first in that first encounter. You know, you set your prayer, you come in, you set your intention, and that that belief in self, your belief in your power within yourself to communicate with God once you begin to develop and hone that relationship and build that skill, eventually you start to understand that relationship a little bit better and you start to hear the word of God more. And so with practice, that esteem builds, right? So I would say anybody out there who's maybe struggling, just don't stop, keep at it, keep praying. Yeah, I love it. So good, so, so good. Lester, what, what kind of questions do you have regarding prayer? And let's start with COVID and or Black Lives Matter for our guests here today. Well, one of my biggest questions is that it's amazing to me. Let me state it this way. It's amazing to me that a lot of people have learned prayer throughout this season, throughout this season of this COVID, you know, the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter. And before all of these things started hitting their emotional soul you know that before they started being emotional did they start believing in christ before then or did they wait until this time and seeing all the different things when do you think the people really started feeling who god may be and let me present that to you jazelle uh, when do you think people really started feeling or believing that god does exist throughout this coronavirus and this me too black lives matter season came in Boy, um, well, 
I it's it's a little different for me because um, some of you who who are here right now, and even some of you who maybe are watching, know that as a form of self care, I've kind of pulled myself away from participating so much with the media. You know, I work with mm -hmm. one as a coach, as a clutter coach, and so for me, it's really important that I protect this space so that I can receive people. And so what I'm going to say is really based on my experience and talking with people and having, you know, conversations with them about their experience. Mm -hmm. And I would say in the beginning, I think people had a lot of faith in the system. The system will get us back on, right? Um, things will come back to normal, you know, this kind of disbelief that we would be kind of down and out, wiped out for as long as we have been. And now i think people are really starting to check in with their mm. that, that spiritual compass you know and kind of playing around with it and really kind of asking the questions these important questions you know how am i aligned with the greater good of this earth and all of its inhabitants you know at least the people in my community you know um the people that i care about how am i you know how am i effectively participating so that you know everyone benefits to some degree what is, what mm -hmm. is the goal of the work that i'm doing you know people i think people are asking deeper questions and so maybe they're coming back in alignment with god i i you know i think it's different maybe even for everyone it's a big question lester and i think i think yeah i think i think i'm going to lean on the, on the ladder of that it's different <laughs> for everyone but um you know it's it can feel like it's difficult to have faith in these times you know, mm -hmm. um, in prayer in these times because anger is real and it's a part of grief. And as we all know, there are many stages to grief and not everyone is going through those stages sequentially. And so um, I think it's multi-layered and I, I love being on shows like this because it's, it's, you know, to be able to encourage people to remain steadfast in prayer, mm -hmm. you know, it's, Sometimes are that the the receiving of the word from from prayer it adds mm -hmm. close. You know, sometimes it comes in really strong, and sometimes it's just a little whisper. And sometimes you just gotta sit and wait on the Lord. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. it's just that's the message when you don't hear anything, or you just don't quite know exactly what to do, where to go. Another uh, adage from my grandmother: Wait on the Lord, just wait on Him, and He will always come through. <laughs> Amen. Wow. Yeah, definitely. So, Daniel, you know, as we've been talking about it again throughout this COVID, you know, COVID nineteen coronavirus, Me Too, Black Lives Matter. You know, what are your thoughts when you hear people stating, "I found the Lord, I found God"? Yeah. <laughs> what is your perspective of that? Um, they're they're. Uh, I, and I want to say this in love, but they're 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 a baby baby right now in the baby stages. Um, mm -hmm. When they say they have found the Lord, um, it is just like a, a an enlightenment. You know, they they came into the revelation of of who God is. Um, mm -hmm. And I would say there was some things that led up to that. Um, it was uh, I have no doubt in my mind. For people that say that, oh, I found the Lord, that there was a lot of challenges, trials, and tribulations that led up to that, because that's that's what oftentimes takes place. Is mm -hmm. the, the Creator will allow 
many challenges to happen to us, uh, you know, for us to finally wake up to the truth. You know, yeah. and it's and it's I would say it's a it's a beautiful thing. You know, um, you know, it's like if you're a parent, you know, you you discipline your your children. You know, you love your children. And you do it in love. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of people who may not know who God is at that moment. Um, and God is not hitting them over the head. You know, I, you know, he, everyone finds God at the, at the right moment, you know, when they're ready. Um, so when it comes to finding, when people say I found the Lord, uh, you know, in, in, uh, Europe, right. They, they would say, Lord, you know, the Lord, that's, uh, it was like a, I guess uh, it's like a title that was given to to people of a great status. You know, this mm -hmm. is Lord, Lord so and so. This is Lord so and so. Uh, and Christians will say, uh, "Lord of Lords," right? When people say, "I found the Lord," that's that's what they're saying. They have found the Lord of the Lords or the God of mm -hmm. Gods. You know, so that's I would say that's that's my perspective. And, and uh, either they had a supernatural encounter. They had something of that nature uh, of them saying, wow, I, I found him. I found the truth. Something clicked. Um, a, a good friend of mine, he used to be a Buddhist monk in, in Laos, in Southeast Asia. And uh, he, he despised uh, Jesus for the longest time. You know, he, uh, he didn't want anything to do with Jesus. He was just, he was a Buddhist for life, you know. And then, uh, then he met this woman that, that changed his life. You know, this woman uh, told him to, to come to church with him, uh, with her. Uh, and he didn't want to at first, but he's like, OK, you know, because you're beautiful, you know, I'll come with you, you know. And, uh, you know, and that's what he did. He went to church, but then he told her, you got to come with me to temple. You know, if I'm going to go to church, you got to come with me to temple. Um, and then lo and behold, it just he just started opening up more and more and. And then he challenged God, like we talked about before. And he mm -hmm. said, God, it, it, you know, Jesus, if you're as real as they say you are, reveal yourself to me. And Jesus mm -hmm. visited him in his dreams that very night. Mm -hmm. And now he is a, a, a Christian minister, you know, and he, he is one of the most on fire people for the Lord I have ever met. This man that used to be a Buddhist monk, he, he used to wear the robes, the whole nine yards, you know. So he found his purpose in life. It's so good. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Well, you know what? I so appreciate it. Just to kind of wrap up here. Um, I know, Daniel, that you're leading uh, the charge tomorrow. Um, so I have the flyer and I'm excited to join you tomorrow. So I have the flyer. Why don't you just share everybody with everybody? I put it up on screen here. Um, what it's about and what you're doing on 19th, June 19th. Yes. Thank you so much, Chantel. So we have our organization is called the Real Prayer Movement, uh, and we are going to be celebrating Juneteenth um, at downtown Huntington Beach. Uh, that is where I grew up. Uh, for those who don't know, Huntington Beach is has historically been a very white conservative area for a very long time. Uh, I grew up in the city of Huntington Beach. I grew up with um, Fan, with with friends that had KKK as as family members, uh, twelve o'clock at the at twelve o'clock uh, at night at the beach in in the nineties. Not too long ago, they would burn crosses at the beach at Huntington Beach, and uh, you know it was just a very 
um, very just racist area, you know, and it's it's been a lot of the underground for a very long time. So I want exactly. Don't be afraid. Go ahead. So. Uh, so think, uh, you know, things have changed more so, but I mean, it's, it's, uh, there is a little underground, underground activity that takes place, but we just want to give back to the community. We want to educate people about Juneteenth. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, it's basically, basically what people call the black 4th of July. Um, and I, I would even have to foresee this happening. Uh, I love 4th of July, no doubt about it, but I, I believe that Juneteenth is going to become very, very big. I, I'm prophesying this, that Juneteenth is going to be uh, recognized all around the world. Um, and you're hearing it first on, on this show. You are hearing it Live. first. Amazing. Live, Live here, exactly. Wake Up and Live show. You heard it first. Juneteenth is going to be something. Well, listen, I'm, you know, there's a, Giselle and I, we're both from Toronto. And so we don't do Juneteenth. <laughs> Girl, have you ever heard of that? <laughs> I didn't before I got here either. But uh, so just to wrap up the show, what would you share to somebody who is contemplating will prayer work? What can I do for me? Corona is going crazy. I have to wear a mask. Black Lives Matter. And they're kind of in the pits, you know, in the lows of lows. Um, what are some final parting words that you can share with them? Yeah. Oh, leave out. Breathe in, breathe out, and take a deep breath in because you are alive. You are alive. You know, you get to wake up every day and decide what it is that you're going to do with your life. It's a choice. It's all a choice. And we get to choose if we're going to live fulfilling lives or if we're going to allow the devil to convince us that we aren't good enough, that we don't have enough, and that we'll never be enough. It's a lie. We know that the devil is a lie. So anytime we have those negative, depleting thoughts, we need to clear all of that out. We need to hit that reset button and we need to come back in and we need to say, okay, no, I hear you, negative thought, but you're not gonna take over this moment. And we replace it with a better thought. Replace it with something that's healing. If you don't know what to replace it with, replace it with something that's other than whatever that was. <laughs> it can be anything, yeah. as long as it's something different and something better. Um, and I would say, keep the faith. Don't stop. You're here with you. You are in my prayers every single day, every night. You are in my prayers, folks. I love you. I love you all the way from Canada, Toronto, Ontario. I love you. Um, and I'm right here with you. Amen. Amen. I love that. A lot of people feel alone. So whether you're listening on the podcast or catching the replay um, or who's with us live, I know that, that that's, that's very blessed, uh, touching. And, you know, if you feel alone and, you know, you just, you don't, my name is right here. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Good. You just need somebody to talk to. Call can me. You spell it out for those who uh, are just listening on the podcast. Yes, absolutely. It's J A Y C E L. Last name is Murphy. M U R P H Y. And I look forward to chatting with you. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, and uh, Mr. Daniel, well, why don't we wrap up? Um, seeing that you have uh, flexed that prayer muscle for so long, let's 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 be blessed on this show. And if you could, for your parting words, if you can lead us in a prayer, you know, people are out there and they, you know, prayer is always important. And so, do you mind leading us in in a nice quick prayer for for those who are watching? I would love to. I would absolutely love to. Uh, I want to thank you so much for my brothers and sisters. Thank you for the show, God. Thank you, God, for Chantel, Lester, Jacell, God. We thank you, God, for blessing their platform, God. Thank you so much for the investors that you're sending to them. We thank you so much, God, that you're going to continue to bring resources and connections to them, God, to continue to uh, use a platform, God, as, as you intended it to be used. I thank you. There's someone on this line, on this live feed that has struggled with drugs, um, God wants to give you peace that you're at a certain point. I see you being able to get off the drugs. I, I thank you for it. Uh, Lord, I thank you so much, God, for those on this line. Whatever it is, God, that you want to share with us right now, God, we are your open vessels. There's some people on this live feed that have had some sleepless nights. I'm telling you, there's some people that have had some sleepless nights. But God says that your anxiety is over. Your, your anxiety, your depression is over. As you grow in the Lord, as you grow to having this relationship, this intimate prayer life with God, you will have less anxiety, less depression. You will not have the desire to drink, uh, to smoke, to do anything of that nature anymore. Uh, so, Lord, we thank you, God, so much, even for the dreamers on this line. I just thank you so much, God, uh, that you are giving them detailed dreams and visions. And I would even have to say for those on this line, pay attention to your dreams. Pay attention to those visions. Write them down. Don't forget them because God will start dealing with you very heavy in your dreams, just like he dealt with the people in the Bible. So, Lord, we thank you so much for this time. We honor you. We bless you so much for you being the creator. You know what's best for us. Uh, Lord, we just love you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I thank you for that. So much blessings. Well, you know, I want to thank each and every one of you for, for being here uh, live with us or catching us on the replay. Bruce, Bruce, I'm going to call you all kind of names. <laughs> Bruce Kelly, it is Bruce. People call me Simone. People call me all kind of names too. So we're good. I'm sure we're used to it now. But Daniel, Jacell, thank you for sharing the piece of you today. Thank you for sharing your journey, your, your wisdom, your experience. And, you know, even if this was for one person, that one person who's watching and struggling with, like Daniel mentioned, sleep or, or, or alcohol, whatever it is, just know that you got a, a cast right here that's always here. You know, Daniel has a, a prayer line. He prays every night. Yeah, every and night, Monday through Friday and as well as Sundays. Okay, we're going to post, if it's okay with you, we can post it there um, and in the feed. So if you're catching this feed again and you want to join us, join on the prayer calls. If you just want somebody to be with you, just like Jaystal said, you know, you're never alone. And so Lester is such a man of God and, and praise likewise for myself. We got you guys. We got you. Amen. So there is a power in prayer and we're going to touch and agree. And we know that it's done. We are healed. We are free. And go live the best life that you can. Oh, amen. Thank you guys so much for joining. God bless you. And have a beautiful, blessed Thursday. I appreciate you both. Thank you. Lester, you're the man. <laughs> you're the woman. <laughs>